1: We're the Satellite Sisters. Happy to be with you here today. I'm Leanne Dolan in West Hollywood, The Wondery Studios. I'm a writer and producer. I live in Pasadena, California. I'm married. I have two boys and a big dog, Liz. And you're the youngest sister, Leanne. You forgot to say that again. (laughs) I know.
0: You like everyone to know that. I'm Liz Dolan. I live in Santa Monica, California. I'm the middle sister. I'm an on-again, off-again corporate executive. And my dog's name is Hooper.
2: Hey, well, I'm Julie Dolan. I'm the oldest sister. I'm in Dallas, Texas now, but I've kind of lived and worked in a lot of unusual places around the world. I'm an empty nester, an urban Nana with five grandchildren. Uh, No dogs at the moment, but you never can tell. Never can
1: tell. Good tease, Jewel. Good tease. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Speaking of urban Nana, later in the show, we are going to reveal our new merch. For the holiday season, our director of merchandise, oh, yes. Liz Dolan, thank you very much, has been on it, <laughs> and,
2: and she's knocked it out of the park, land. Uh, this...
1: Just, just, we're just trying a few new things. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, there's a whole Urbanana line. We're going to talk about it later. Yes, yes. That's just... You're going to start to see that popping up and, you know, on Facebook
0: and Twitter, but we're going to explain the whole deal to you today.
1: All right. Also, we have an awful lot of beverage and snack <laughs> news today. I mean, I don't know if any podcast who's not food related covers beverages and snacks <laughs> like we're going to be doing. I mean, we, we have... Tuesday trends in snacks and beverages. We have business stories Uh about snacks and beverages. Uh Yeah, we have snacks on airplanes, snacks, uh, you know, snacks in your bag, wherever you want. <laughs> do you want. think
0: it's because we're all doing so much stress eating? Do you think it's that?
1: <laughs> yes, Liz, I do. Stress drinking. <laughs> I do. All right, our entertaining sisters, we have our dark mini recap. Uh, hats off to Julia Louis-Dreyfus. She had an amazing night. We're going to tell you about that. Liz, you talked to some fun guests on The Skim. We're going to talk yeah, about yeah. that. Um, we have a couple of, you know, just personal how was your weeks. But let, let's start with some of the sadder news of the day.
0: Yeah. There was sad news just announced that Sandra Day O'Connor has Alzheimer's and she is withdrawing from public life. And I mean this is just so sad because you know, her husband also died of Alzheimer's. I know. Right. What a what a hard thing for the kids in that family. She has three sons. We've been through this. Mm-hmm. Our father died of Alzheimer's. So to lose a parent is always difficult. To lose them through this Slow grind that is Alzheimer's is so hard. But we were thinking about a fantastic day we spent with Sandra Day O'Connor, right, Leanne? It was uh, tw- 2010 when Maria Shriver was First Lady of California. She threw an annual women's conference and we went every year. But the last year she was first lady. She totally hit it out of the park. She it's did. Like... She
1: called up every person <laughs> she ever met. And the list of speakers ranged from, you know, Oprah yeah. to Mary J. Blige to Robert Redford. There was Michelle Obama and, and Laura Bush. Yes. yes. And there were two Supremes. Yes.
0: Diane Sawyer interviewed both Ruth Bader Ginsburg and Sandra Day O'Connor on the stage that day. And it was, as Leon noted, I'm, look, I'm reading now from a 2010 blog post, which you can find uh, on our blog. Here's what Leon wrote. 14,000 women doing anything is an impressive sight, but 14,000 women giving Justice Sandra Day O'Connor a spontaneous standing ovation as she simply walks through the crowd is spine
1: tingling. Remember that? It was. Because she was like, see, she was going to sit down in the front to listen to Maria Shriver. And it just, there were 14,000 women. It was in a huge convention center. Yeah. So it wasn't this cozy, intimate thing. It was like... Chaotic, fantastic, yes. and everyone stood up. It was yeah. fantastic.
0: Yeah. And then you had And another- do you know that she, she's
2: also, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, was also, um, she's honored at the Cowgirl Hall of Fame in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, <laughs> That's nice. she is an original cowgirl. So, <laughs> That's true. Uh, that Julie makes and I her strong there. and yeah. smart, and I'm sure... That will help her family.
0: One other note from your blog post, Leanne. Do yeah. you recall writing this? Best moment of the day when Diane Sawyer introduced Justice O'Connor and Justice Ginsburg, and they both walked out on stage with their pocketbooks. <laughs> 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 so, you know, it's a heartbreaker to think about Sandra Day O'Connor having Alzheimer's. It is. But just remember, she was the first. She was she the was first. She was the one that really, really... Like broke the seal uh, on the Supreme Court for all of us. So, And um, you'll
1: read all about it, I'm sure, if you're not familiar with some of her history. But I know that day they both talked about like graduating number one in their class. And not getting any Mm -hmm. job offers. Like that's something she and Ruth Bader Ginsburg had in common. Right. If you've
0: seen the RBG documentary, you've seen that whole story from her point of view and listening to her that day from Ruth Bader Ginsburg's point of view. And we also got uh, Justice O'Connor's story uh, the same way. So anyway, we are thinking of you, Justice O'Connor, and all of the members of your family and extended friend circle—it's a—it's a hard road. Yes, it is. But that also reminds me—I've been thinking a lot lately about mom. I call this the season of mom because somehow, <laughs> when we get to October, November, December, our mother, who we lost six years ago, uh, you know, she would just—the fall was just a bustling, bustling time. It was for Edna Dolan. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, first of all, it was hounding all of us to get flu shots. Right. I did. <laughs> Yes, she was. Every year, too. The, the her dying day, Liz, yes. she was hounding <laughs> literally to get flu shots. Yes, <laughs> she was. And, you know, I used to take mom and dad to get their flu shots many years towards the end of their lives. So I could not escape my flu shot like right there. <laughs> all three of us would go get our flu shots together at the, the Walgreens on <laughs> Wilshire Boulevard. But so every year when all the flu shot signs start to pop up in front of all the Rite-Aids and Walgreens around town, I'm like, I can drive by them three or four times without Going in for a shot, but then ultimately, as I did this Sunday, I went in and I got my flu shot, Mom. So this one's for you, Edna Dolan. <laughs>
1: it was a late in life conviction, though, really, because I can tell you, as the youngest of eight, I know when there were times when I was asked to like produce my vaccination record, I was like, I don't have a vaccine. Just give me the shot. <laughs> I'm sure. Just assume it didn't get I'm done. Sure, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Refresher shot I need. I need
0: it. <laughs> okay. The next thing that reminds me of mom is just holiday decorations. Leon and Julie, you're both going big with your pumpkin tableaus. Uh, mom would right. be proud.
2: Uh, I've, I've, she, I She loved that kind of stuff. Liz, I saw some bittersweet in this, a market here in Dallas. for a sprig of bittersweet. Wow, Mom, when you think about how much she would harvest every fall, she could have used all that money to put
0: eight kids through college, right? (laughs) Her mother would keep her clippers in the back of her station wagon, and if she saw bittersweet by the side of the road, even if it was I-95, she would pull over, jump out, and cut those bad boys down. Yeah, We had like a... (laughs) A station wagon full of bittersweet this time of year. Uh, Some of you in certain parts of the country, you probably don't even know what that is. So you can Google it. It's very attractive. Yeah. With greens. Yes. <laughs> and it's very fallish, very fall. Uh, and then the last thing that always reminds me of mom is Thanksgiving menu planning. Uh, when we were kids, Thanksgiving was always at our house with our extended family, our mother's three sisters. So we would have like forty people for Thanksgiving dinner, and dividing up the work among the sisters was usually our mother's job because she was the bossiest, but also because she was the host. And what did I do last week, Leanne? This is this is a shocker, Julie. You didn't get copied on this because you will not be with us this Thanksgiving but I did a Thanksgiving menu plan and circulated it to all the family members oh. that will be together Julie I am wow. fell over <laughs> I mean I mean
2: hell has frozen over if Liz is doing the uh, menu plan
1: yeah Liz, assigning things, please let me know your side dishes. <laughs> you bring non-alcoholic. You bring the wine. I couldn't believe it. I mean, we're doing a little Thanksgiving in Oregon. We're yeah. happy to get in on it. Yeah. And I'm also happy to turn it over. I was like, great. <laughs> I'm going to be the person now just showing up with two side dishes and my hair and makeup done because I don't have to host the whole party. <laughs>
0: so. Yeah, can I just say, when I say menu planning, I didn't tell anyone what to make,
1: Julie. Right. I just
0: said, you do your two favorite side dishes and you are your gluten Gluten-free, Okay, cover all of that stuff. Whatever gluten free stuff we need, you do that. You know, so we have we spread the
1: responsibility yeah. around, uh, and I'm doing the venue. <laughs> yeah, it was well out in, in advance, though, Liz. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was really shocked. Well, again,
0: it was it's the season of mom. Yeah. So mom would have done it. She would sit on the beach on the 4th of July and (laughs) sketch those things out. Anyway, so we're thinking of you, mom. It's been six years, but this we, you know, of course, we think about you all the time, but especially this time of year when you would have been bustling and hustling. Okay.
2: very inspiring, Liz and and Also, hey, I wanted to share with you because I had a very inspiring uh, weekend And, and I want to, I have four reasons why you two, why you satellite sisters need to go to West Texas. Uh, This past weekend, I took (laughs) it, I know this is hard to believe, but I, I took a Thelma and Louise trip with my oldest, dearest friend, Leslie. We had a big weekend out in West Texas. First stop was Marfa, Texas, which you may have heard of because it's very high on the hipster list. We obviously are not hipsters, but it is also the home of the Chinati Foundation, which is a contemporary art museum located in Marfa, Texas. And it's based on its founder and artist, Donald Judd. And the story of Donald Judd was he's an American contemporary artist. He has passed away, but he was at his working in working in New York City at his height. And he decided he was going to up and move to Marfa, Texas, which is way out in the middle of nowhere. And he purchased, with the help of a foundation, an abandoned army base that was in Marfa, Texas, and was the home for German POWs during World War II, if you can believe it. Wow. And really? there, Wow. Yeah. it's. I mean, I'm telling you, this is an interesting trip. And there he installed his works as well his his friend's work. So Donald Judd is there. Dan Flavin is there, Robert Irwin is there, Irvin is there, and John Chamberlain. And the thing about it, Leon, that I know that you and your husband would love is that this is the ultimate combination of art, architecture, because he has all these pieces of art in old army barracks yeah. and in the motor pool, uh, the military hospital has been turned into a work of art itself. Um, So it is the ultimate combination of art, architecture and the environment, because you're way out in the middle of nowhere. It's just Texas prairies and in the background, spectacular mountains. Liz, I know you would love it because you're all about big ideas versus small ideas or (laughs) tiny, tiny ideas. And this was a really big idea Mm -hmm. in the 1970s to up and move to pretty much the end of the earth, okay? And to do, and to try to do what he did, which is, you know, he was kind of a painter, sculpture, you know, he worked with metal, and to to create this whole environment for a permanent co- collection. So it, and to go to this Chinati Foundation, I have to tell you now, Leslie and I are not art experts. We enjoy going to art museums. We were not art history majors, but I think this was as moving as any European cathedral hmm. or Asian temple I've ever seen. Wow. It, it, it is breathtaking. And you've you seen it at, all.
0: You've you've really done your time around the world. So that's high praise.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, you it just took our breath away about. And you can look at pictures and you're thinking, hey, I'm not going to drive eight hours from Dallas or fly to Midland, Texas and drive three hours uh, to see that. But there is something about being there that was amazing. Oh. The town of Martha, Marfa, is um, is I felt very much at home because it's uh, the it's a, a little town in West Texas filled with people straight out of Brooklyn. There are a lot of people <laughs> in black clothing with ironic hairstyles, uh, and so it's really. A mix of things, um, but well worth the uh, well worth the stop. That was stop number one. Stop number two, Liz, all for you. You've mm-hmm. got to do it if you head out to West Texas. You have to go to Fort Carson and go to the McDonald Observatory. This is run by the University of Texas. But Liz, something that you probably didn't know that this area of the country. They have what is known as Class 1 darkness.
0: Oh, so no light pollution? Right. This is
2: ideal for stargazing, Liz. Mm -hmm. Class 1 darkness is really what you want. And the McDonald Observatory, most days, with the exception of holidays, they offer a star party at night where just regular old people like us can go up to the observatory. And the night we were there, there were 150 people. Again, it's in the middle of nowhere, West Texas. <laughs> Where did they come from? People we don't know. There, and they've got astronomers, astrophysicists, and they're giving you lectures about stars and how to see them. It is fantastic. That sounds so amazing. You, Liz, you got to do that. Okay. I As you're now our sort of, um, we have a real astronomer in the family, but you're <laughs> our amateur astronomer. Yes, so. I'm a
1: fan. Yeah. <laughs> Astronomy enthusiast, Liz Dolan. <laughs>
2: Yes. So um, and then it was on to Big Bend National Park. And Lee and I know your family loves national parks. You've got to put this on your list because it is the only national park that has both mountains, deserts and desert and a giant river going through it. Of course, the Rio Grande River, which with a spectacular bend in the Rio Grande River, which makes for spectacular canyons for you to see Hmm. um and if you're if you if you don't you don't have to believe me you can certainly believe anthony bourdain because just this past sunday um on his cnn show parts unknown he did a whole episode on west texas oh really and i think that's it It, yes so this is your chance to watch it uh Um, But there's something very exotic about this region of the country uh, that is well worth the effort uh, to get there. It's very good driving, good roads there. Uh, It's a little dark at night.
0: (laughs) Class one, class one darkness.
2: And and outstanding food, you know, Uh from uh, food trucks to, you know, to taco places to, you know, full on meals. But. I would. You just have to put this on your list. It was a fascinating place in the country to go visit.
0: Oh. Wow. Okay, I color me convinced. That's that's an excellent pitch, Julie. The West Texas okay. Chamber and, of you know, Commerce.
2: great for a girlfriend trip or a family trip. Uh, you know, all ages would enjoy, you know, a variety of things in this area. And then you have all the nice, friendly people from West Texas. So can't beat that.
1: All right. Thanks, Julie. Great report. All right. Excellent. Okay. Coming up, we're going to tell you about the new merch uh, at the shop. Also, we've got Tuesday Trends, beverages, snacks, and (laughs) (laughs) Megan and Harry. But first, I want to thank a couple of sponsors. Okay,
0: and we're back, and ta-ta-da-ta-ta-da-ta, let the holiday season begin, Satellite Sisters. Uh As you know, if you're, you know, been listening for longer than a year, we launched a Satellite Sister shop online last year with your basic branded logoed merchandise. Right, Jewel? You got your Satellite Sister shirts. You could get Mm -hmm. some Satellite Mr. shirts. I know. Hats, Lynn mm -hmm, and Liz. mm -hmm. I love those. Yep. And I know that for some of your girlfriend weekends, you've ordered like the makeup kits and things. So I I would say we had what I would consider to be the bare minimum of merch that we needed. So this year is the year of kicking it up a notch. So if you go to our shop right now, and you can, there's a link to the shop from our website, SatelliteSisters.com, more info on that later, you're going to see several new collections. But the one I'm really going to talk about today, well, two actually, were really created with you in mind, Julie Dolan, because you uh-huh. really have your own sub-brand as Urban Nana. And I felt mm-hmm. like we were, we were not giving it enough attention in the shop. So if you go to our shop, have you looked through the new merch, Jewel? Or am I pitching it to you? Well,
2: I took a peek, but you told me you were going to do the big reveal on the show list. So I just thought I'd wait to have you tell me about the Urban Nana uh,
0: merchandise. Okay, so the Urban Nana stuff, it's the stuff I, I was really inspired by what would Julie wear? What would Julie use? What would Julie give to her friends? You know, Because she is Urban Nana. So if you go there, you know, it's some fun stuff. It's some tote bags and some classic T-shirts. And you need your coffee mugs. You need your water bottles. Uh, But then some stickers. Uh, People said they wanted stickers for their car. You got that now? Oh. oh, yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a
2: cute idea? I mean, yeah, but, you know, I assume they're going to stick you, it. When you meet
0: your new grandchild, you can wear your Urban Nana T-shirt. <laughs> it will be so good. Yeah. Uh, you know, I assume people are going to want to try some of this. The apron, the Urban Nana apron. No, not everyone wants to wear an apron. But some urban nanas do. So you got We have the
2: baking nanas. They, you know, they need an apron. So that's going to
0: be very helpful. Your baking nanas. There you go. Um, Some pillows, a couple of keychains, including the heart-shaped keychain that says urban nana on it. I'm thinking that would be a really good gift for an urban nana in your life, right? So so there you go, Jewel. I, I hope you're happy with that. I was inspired by that. But more than anything else, I was also inspired by Nana Camp whenever you have your grandchildren over for any period of time you really put your heart into it and you organize a whole series of adventures and activities under the theme of Nana Camp so we create... it's not
2: me it's not me alone liz i mean there are other grandmothers out there that are just killing it on on nana camps and they are they are doing the same kind of things but yes um okay. that's what i call my my experience but uh, it is for everyone, you know. All grandparents can can uh, can offer a nana camp.
0: That's what I was thinking. And what's nana camp without merch, right? You got you need you need the shirts and stuff for all of your campers. So if you click on the nana camp logo, which is can we agree a super adorable logo? It's really it's, cute. it's the cutest. It is the cutest.
2: And you know the thing is, if you have another name as a grandmother, maybe you're Gigi or you know Mimi, sure. You still can, you know, the nana camp. It is. Is generic there, yeah, you know, yes. and and, your, and the grandchildren won't be confused. Yeah. They'll figure it out. There, yeah. Of course, because they're your exceptional grandchildren.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to see there, we have all kinds of like shirts, both the football shirt, the baseball jerseys. We've got shirts for toddlers. Uh, we've got hoodies and hats. I am sorry. Some nanas might object to the fact that the only hat that's available is a trucker hat. I wondered why you picked that. That was the only style for kids they have in the Cafe Press store. Because I would not have... Kids
2: like trucker hats. Don't worry about it. But I'm
0: assuming nanas don't. But whatever. (laughs) Oh, make your own hat if that's what you want to do. But then I started to get really inspired. And that's where you see the Nana Camp beach towel, because you're going to have some activities. We have bags and lunch bags and all that kind of stuff. But here was the This was the pièce de résistance, Julie, when I realized I could make duvet covers (laughs) and (laughs) pillowcases.
1: Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. Mm -hmm. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting... (laughs) You, you, my mind was blown, Liz, because you
2: asked me like, well, what kind of merchandise for Nana Camp? And I was thinking just like sweatshirts. That's all I could think of. But you, Liz Dolan, you, you know, you've
0: had the big ideas and duvet covers. Those, That's a really big idea. I'm just thinking for a lot of nanas, when you have your grandchildren over, if you wanted to transform their room into a real Nana Camp room, what would you need? You'd need the (laughs) duvet covers. You'd need the pillowcases. I even supply laundry bag you can order the laundry bag for Nana Camp and then the yard sign oh. because you're going to want to put the sign up showing that Nana Camp is in session <laughs>
2: The yard sign melted my heart, Liz, I have to
0: tell you. <laughs> anyway, there's a lot of other stuff there. We will be introducing you to some of the other new items as the season goes on. But it's all there. Uh, go to our website. Click on where it says shop up in the upper right-hand corner. It will take you to the site. Or you'll see, like, right now being released. So the main blog post we have right now is some of the new photos, especially the cute one of Julie Yu in your Urban Nana T-shirt. That's cute, I'm so proud of that, Liz.
2: It's such a cute design, and uh, I, I just couldn't be prouder. Okay. So uh, thank so, you so much. I'm glad I am, I am.
0: I have a sister as a marketing genius. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's more that will be coming up later on in the holiday season, but there you go. You can check it all out. Enjoy. Satellite Sister Shop, open for business. <laughs> Who knew this?
1: <laughs> That's so good. You didn't think I had these skills, right? No, I did not. This is—I don't mm-hmm. think of you as a shopper at all. I'm not. Yeah. No, but I can. But you—you you did it. You I nailed can. it.
0: You give me you a good did. logo, I can slap it on a lot of cute <laughs> stuff. That's what I okay. did here.
1: All
2: right, sisters. Well, it's time for Tuesday trends. So let me pull out my bright purple folders uh, <laughs> that are made by Aqua Drops, and this is from Office Works. You may recognize these because these are the same ones that our girl Meghan Markle used <laughs> when she got off the plane in Australia. On her 16 day tour with her husband Harry, and she was trying to hide the news that she was having a baby. Well, do you know that the sales of these aqua drops? purple folders have actually increased 75%. How is that possible? People want the exact folder she was carrying? Of course they do. And I want to thank Peggy Sue from our Satellite Sisters Facebook group for digging up that information. Of course they do, Liz. Why would you want any other color folders? I guess. You want the Meghan Markle folders, okay? (laughs) In purple, bright purple. They're very nice. And I so they are, you know. This is the over this 16-day period. This is where I think you are going to see the big trends for 2018-2019. So get yourself some purple folders. You're going to mm-hmm. need that. <laughs> Secondly, fans are desperate to get their hands on the banana bread recipe. That I don't know if you have been following as closely as I have the this, uh, this 16-day trip that Meghan and Harry are doing. But at one point, Meghan Markle whipped up a loaf of banana bread to take to an engagement she was going to in New South Wales. Uh, they were staying at some, some really? home, and I guess she just wanted to bake some banana bread. But not, ju- not any kind of banana bread. It it was a special banana bread that had ginger and cinnamon. (laughs) And because she's a California girl, Leanne, it had chocolate chips. Sure. How about about that? We're irreverent like that. Yep. Searches for banana bread recipes went up 52% on the (laughs) Internet. Okay. And just searches for ginger and cinnamon banana bread, 137%. People yeah. are desperate. She hasn't given out the recipe yet. Yeah. But people are trying to recreate the Meghan Markle chocolate chip ginger cinnamon banana bread recipe. Ooh. All right. Good luck with that. I Didn't don't know. You used she to have a food bag. Uh, the, the overripe bananas. But I guess if you know, if you're Meghan Markle and you arrive in Australia and you want some bananas, they'll get them for you. <laughs> Leanne, what about the Rothy shoes?
1: That was Did unbelievable. Did you spot that?
2: Yes. It was incredible. There she was. She, you know, had a busy day and she was in all of her high heels and all of that stuff. But then they were going to uh, to walk around in the zoo and be at the beach. She just slipped those Rothy flats on, you know. That was uh, amazing and sensible. And, uh, and we haven't checked with Rothie's, but I am sure, you know, they've been very, very busy. Don't you think? <laughs> yes.
1: Well, they... They certainly have been sending out enough emails featuring the photos of Megan. They're making the most of it, and I would. I would. Mm -hmm. I would get your orders in now. Ironically, Rothy's is one of our sponsors today. So you're going to hear about Rothy's in just a minute. But I had just told a couple of friends about them, and then the article came out, and I was like, oh, my gosh. You better get ordered now because (laughs) they're going to be gone.
2: I know hour. that. I mean, the site, I, I'm sure they've um, they've upped their ability to handle orders there. Um, you know that uh, Meghan Markle at one point early in the trip was wearing a blazer designed by tennis great Serena Williams. OK, people wanted the blazer. They wanted mm-hmm. they wanted to get that. The, that site crashed right away. But <laughs> I guess they've got to back it up. But, Leon, I was hoping that you'd noticed how, you know, how just Absolutely, perfectly, Meghan Markle, because of her uh, Southern California background, just has been able to uh, perfectly get that Southern California beach chic look down to a tee. She's worn a series of sundresses that you're like, oh,
1: isn't that cute? That would be really (laughs) nice to wear to the beach in L.A., right? (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, she's got a lot of style and she, she does. yeah, and she is a Southern mm-hmm. California girl. She probably feels right at home in Australia. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So I'm sure she's loving it. They're loving her there. She's on to Fiji now where and I think, uh, uh, you know, Liz, I don't know how you feel about a cape dress, but um, I think I'm going to get one because that's what <laughs> Meghan Markle was wearing. So it was looks, a formal dress with yeah. a little cape.
1: It was mm-hmm. it's, was pretty nice. It was. Yes. Yeah. Remember how much we enjoyed the cape dress that Madam Secretary wore to oh, yes. an, I do, an I event do. state dinner several seasons ago. So I think if chosen wisely, the cape dress can be an effective look, Julie. I <laughs> okay. don't think you so want the right kind of event. I don't think you want capes all the time. <laughs> you might want to be wary of that. I don't think you want to go to Target in a cape, yeah. but no. I think a formal event. I think it's nice. <laughs> you wouldn't have needed one at, say, Sheila's birthday party. No, But, you know. If
0: you're doing going to a higher level event, yeah. sure, sure. Yeah, because it gives you a little coverage on the yes. on the shoulders yes. and the arms,
2: Liz, which I know you like. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy it that. is something to consider. Okay, so there's your list. Uh purple folders, banana bread, uh Rothy shoes, uh long sun uh sundresses, Serena's blazer, and a cape dress. So far, Oof. now the trip's not over. So I may be adding to that trend list, but that's your assignment. Get to work on it right away. Uh, because we want to support this these kinds of trends all right dog owner sisters here's my second trend for the uh for the day and I have a kind of a quiz okay Liz and Leon, beer for dogs yes or no Leon, no <laughs>
0: Liz no why would you do that
2: okay well here's the reason why uh, because apparently if you love beer and if you love dogs And you love sitting on patio bars uh, in Southern California or Texas or Connecticut or wherever um, that perhaps your beer, your dog would
1: appreciate some beer. Do you think? No, I just no, just no. It's water. Dogs (laughs) should have water.
2: All right. Well, that's what that's what I thought too, uh, Leon. But this these are two uh, Houston, Texas uh, bar owners, and they love beer and they love their dogs, Um, but they wanted to. um, They were concerned about the nutrition that their dog was getting, so they concocted a series of beers, uh, and they've put a lot of good things in them. These are non alcoholic beers. And they have bone marrow in there and ginger. Okay, Meghan Markle likes ginger, Uh, turmeric or turmeric, however you say that. They've (laughs) thrown that in there. So these are all things that are good for a dog and and, and sort of a supplement, uh, Liz, uh, rather than Uh, rather than an alcoholic beverage Um, they have three flavors the first one is mailman malt liquor okay that's the name of it (laughs) second flavor is ipa lot in the yard okay and liz this is one that i thought might uh, appeal to hooper it's called session dot 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 squirrel (laughs) so those are those are the three flavors but it's five dollars a can, oh, so that's that's sake. where I thought I'm out with that. That seems yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. But
0: well, I'm I'm glad to hear it's non-alcoholic beer. I was thinking that maybe we were going to be, you know, getting our dogs hooked on. Th- they already sleep twenty hours a day. They right. don't really need alcohol. <laughs>
1: They drink out of puddles. So that, like, paying... (laughs) Their standards are so low. Very low. So paying any money for them for a beverage seems really a puppuccino. I don't believe in any of those things. Because they drink out of, like, old puddles on the street. So that's what I think. That's what I... (laughs) Okay, so no on that trend. Okay, Okay.
2: all right. Well, you heard it
1: here. All right, I have another beverage question because uh, I... I can't believe how the milk aisle has exploded at the grocery store. You used to just go and there would maybe be a dozen choices of milk ranging from whole to skim. Uh And now I understand then the lactose. You know, free milk showed up. That's great. Then all of a sudden we're getting milk from plants. I don't really know how that works, but there's (laughs) almond milk now. Uh And then there's hyper-homogenized. And now there's something like where they say we take all the bad stuff out of milk and we just leave the good stuff in milk, which makes me question all the other milk I've been drinking. (laughs) There's (laughs) organic milk. Mm -hmm. And then my friend this weekend when I was in Connecticut, she turned me on to grass-fed milk. She's like, oh, you can only drink grass-fed. Milk yeah. because what? that, that? Oh, it's delicious, creamy milk. So, of course, I went to buy some grass fed milk and then spent 20 minutes just standing in front of the milk aisle. There are 8 million milks now. Yeah. What's happened? And Let it's us- only
0: going to get more complicated, Leanne. What's it's that? so funny that you had that observation uh, because in the business section of the New York Times this week, this headline Quaker Foods Gambles on Popularity of Milk Alternative Made from Oats. So, Quaker Oats is making milk from oats right that it seems kind of logical but all everything you just mentioned here's what they wrote about that milk alternatives were originally geared towards people unable to stomach cow's milk because they were lactose intolerant but as vegans and other buyers em, embraced the plant-based choices sales in the united states rose to more than 2 billion dollars that last year that's up 61% from five years ago.
1: Well, that what? explains it then. I mean, yeah. it's just taken over the entire refrigerated <laughs> section. It's of exhausting every... now, though. <laughs> so many choices to make. And you come home and you're like, wait, I didn't buy this milk. Did like, you, you buy just... the right milk? Yeah, you just you reach have for milk regret. I know. You yeah. just reach for milk and you're like, oh, I didn't mean to buy that milk. Yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: Well, get ready because all the choices are going to start to explode. In January, Quaker Oats is introducing this Quaker Oat beverage. They're calling it beverage, not milk, because obviously it's, it's not, not milk. milk. It's yeah. not milk. So they're going to introduce this to the mass market, and because you know Quaker Oats is part of Pepsi, they're using uh-huh. Pepsi's distribution chain. So you're going to see this Quaker Oat beverage everywhere you go. And that, Liz, but yes, Liz. Can I
2: ask? Is it like is that oat milk? Is that what it's called? Yes.
0: But they're and not calling it, it oat is milk, Is it Julie.
2: oats in it? Is it like mushy, <laughs> like uh, like oatmeal? Is it like a watery
0: oatmeal? Well, what is the texture? Uh, it's so funny you say that. So here's what it says in the article. Oat milk, while gaining popularity in parts of Europe, has been mostly a trendy fringe product in the United States, you know, in sort of some very narrow sort of cappuccino joints where uh, they wanted real hipster coffee joints. So Quaker hopes to distinguish its offering by promoting what it says are its health benefits Primarily that it contains blah, 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 blah. I'm not even going to read that, which might even reduce um, heart disease. But then um, there, there is a whole thing. In it. Remember Marian Nussel? She's been on Satellite Sisters before. She's the big yes. food expert yeah. at NYU. She's like, yeah, how much would you have to drink of this uh, oat milk to get the recommended daily amount of soluble fiber? That would be like four eight-ounce glasses. Uh, which she's guessing no. n- nobody's really going to do, or says Ms. Nessel, or you could just eat a bowl of oatmeal. Yeah. So there you go. I don't know. I'm just saying it's going to get more complicated, not less complicated. You're going to have to try some of this stuff and make your own no, choices.
1: No, I'm not going to. I mean, I'm not lactose intolerant. I, I'm fine with just the regular milk. But I'm, <laughs> I'm glad it just makes ordering at Starbucks very complicated now because oh. people are ordering with a lot of things. But, you know, that's their health thing. They're into it. That's what they want to do. It's probably a lot. But is it better for the planet? We don't really know. Because it takes a lot of water to raise oats, right? Yeah. I don't know. How do you milk an oat, Liz? I don't know.
2: <laughs> I think it's fair to say that oat milk is a little better than
1: uh, a dog beer, is what yes. you're saying? Okay. Maybe I think okay. that's totally fair to say. Yeah. Okay, It's also right.
0: better than the other beverage we're going to talk about right now, Julie, which is the classic sugar-free beverage, Tab. <laughs> Again, giant story in the paper, headline says, where's my tab? A shortage panics fans. Now, if you have oat beverage at one end of the health scale, I think you can be pretty certain that tab is at the other end of that scale. We are not scientists here, but it has become less and less popular because of, well... Everything that's in it, and it, yeah, but there are people that are so hooked on tab that they started to get panicked earlier this year because they were noticing in certain parts of the country they weren't finding it in their grocery stores oh, anymore wow. yeah. and so then this whole conspiracy serious yeah. the conspiracy theory started that Coca-Cola was just going to stop making it altogether, mm-hmm. which really led to a run on the stores. Well, it turns out that it's just in one region. That the bottler has discontinued it. So if you are in the 14-state territory, which includes Ohio, Kentucky, Virginia, North Carolina, and District of Columbia, you might be out of luck. The good news is you can still get Fresca, which is delicious. Yes. yes. And I'm certain it's probably just as bad for you if that's important to you. But there Does are— Does the
1: tab they make now still have the saccharin? Yeah, is I it... think so. Because the Fresca is a different mm-hmm. recipe. Mm-hmm. So it is it is refresking. Yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't drink a lot of soda anymore, but— um... Yeah. But I think the tab is still the old school, really terrible. And that tastes
2: like very metallic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. But we
1: yeah. loved it. Some people
0: love it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we loved it before Diet Coke came out. Right. Right. That's it when, was that the big...
2: first big diet drink. Yeah. That's yeah. why. Yeah.
0: yeah. So uh, just I'll close with this. How do you know you're really a tab addict? Uh, Laura Holson from The New York Times, you know, our favorite reporter at The New York Times. Uh, she talked to a couple of people that clearly are, clearly are addicts. Here's this woman, Miss Kuhneman, said she could not find Tab in San Francisco where she lived. So she sometimes hired a courier to drive 90 miles north to Sacramento and pick up (laughs) several cases. Okay, that's a problem. Wow. You have a problem. Yeah. And then uh, here's another guy, Mr. Boyd of Charlotte, North Carolina, has a group of friends who alert one another when store shipments come in. So imagine you get a text from your, your little... TAB group. uh, that um, That's how I used to shop when I lived in Moscow, Russia. You know, we get
2: word that there was some, that beef was going to be in the grocery stores or, you know, some American Cheerios were going to be there. So yes. uh, Oh, that's very interesting. Uh, Yeah. Okay. TAB.
1: Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea, Support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we... Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free-for-year offer, plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. You oh. just
2: buy it whenever you could see it. You could start a little cottage industry. You know? Yeah. You can become well, the middleman uh, <laughs> distributing tab.
0: <laughs> well, that, that's in the story too, Julie, the people that are ordering it online, and then it's 40 bucks a case. So you really have to have a problem if you're... Paying 40 bucks a case wow. for
1: tab. Yeah. Well, anyway. If that's
0: your
2: drink of choice, you could do worse. If You know, you could drink a case of beer. That wouldn't, that wouldn't be as good. I don't right? know that. I don't know. I,
1: I don't even know that. I think beer is a little bit more natural. I mean, again, the okay. alcohol bad, but um, yep. saccharin also bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> so,
0: hmm. Everybody gets to make their own choices. That's, right. that's my policy. That's why America is great. Drink whatever you want. Yep. That is why America is great. <laughs> you can have tab. You can have oat milk. Oat milk. We
1: don't care. We don't care. Well, we don't care. Drink whatever you want, people. <laughs> That's our policy here. All right. Uh, briefly, I saw this story in the travel section of the New York Times. Small snack brands have friends in high places. And this was an interesting intersection of like PR and just BS for me, basically. <laughs> <laughs> just say <saying>. it. <laughs> because this is a whole story on how like, Artisanal snack brands have made their way onto airlines and, you know, particular airlines like JetBlue go out of their way to find, you know, grass-fed beef jerky made in Montana to stock on their planes for snacks. Mm. Okay, and that's great. You know, I like pretzels, too. But airline travel is terrible. So if (laughs) you think that I like... Pretzel Perfection, their snack mix from a small company and blah, 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 is going to make me forget the fact that I can't even open up the my tray. Ba- the tray and put my <laughs> tiny laptop on it. It doesn't make me forget. Yeah. I'm like, mm. who sold the travel reporter on this bogus story? Is there a snack organization, Liz, that would do I'm that? sure. I'm sure. Like, someone- there is a
0: snack information center yeah. where they just disseminate. Like, fabulous information about snacks. I'm sure that's going on. I mean... Is, the snack lobby. Yeah, I mean, airlines... It seems like, it's like your tortellini lobby, Leanne.
2: It is. It? I <laughs> guess same. it
1: is. It's a Tortellini is just a pure and joyous product. They're not trying to say, oh, don't, you know, don't mind, you know, global warming, you're having tortellini. But this is what they're trying to say, like, oh, no, passengers will take any amount of hassle in the air so they can get their sm- snack mixes from <laughs> small batches. So- Production houses. I no. just, I don't understand it, Liz. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I also assume they're all fake small batch out homes. Oh. You know, they
0: all have these cutesy little artisanal names, but you know, that could be Quaker Oats too. That could be PepsiCo. <laughs> oh. You know, who makes most of the snacks in America? The same one or two companies. Okay. Great.
1: Oh, Liz, I hadn't even thought of that deal. Oh, I know Liz, that's so a cynical a take. There's a whole
0: evil side
2: to this as well, Liz. Okay. Well, I'm not calling home.
0: it evil. I'm just calling it big snack, Julie. Yeah. There's big snacks okay. out there. <laughs> It's sort of like how the breweries have bought up so many of the craft brewers. Right. Uh-huh. You know, so you feel good about the artisanal craft brews. And then, but they are owned by the same people that own everything. Well, the,
1: the airline representatives they talk to in the story are delusional because they're like, no, people come for the snacks. That's why they. <laughs> no, people have to get from oh, point A to point B. Yeah. And. But uh, the cheapest way they can, right, most efficient way right, they can, with, yes. they're not picking snacks. Yeah, right. without getting deep vein thrombosis. So that's why they show up. But I would just like to say, American Airlines, no one wants biscotti day and night. <laughs> like, why? All they have is biscotti now. <laughs> yeah. in the back. See, in the you do shop. have an like, opinion don't you feel about like snacks. That
2: biscotti has been around. Like they just found a warehouse of it. Yes. and just thought they.
1: Yeah, because the packaging isn't even fresh, Julie. You're absolutely right about that. There's something suspicious about the entire... It's
2: like, it looks like World War II biscotti. <laughs> it but, but again,
1: it's, I mean, I'm it sure it's hard to pick
2: a snack that you can serve to the multitudes that are flying. It's I'm pretzels. sure there's just... It's
0: pretzels. That's the snack. Goldfish. 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 <laughs> it's not hard. Goldfish. <laughs> okay.
1: Oof. All right. Well, Okay, but can... see Leon,
0: you said people don't care about snacks, and yet you clearly care deeply. That's
1: <laughs> that's true. Lee. That's the
0: paradox mm, that of the is. airline snack.
1: But I guess I guess then according to this article, I would change airlines. I would throw away all those frequent fire miles and the tiny tiny bit of status I've achieved because I don't want biscotti <laughs> at four o'clock in the afternoon. I want some pretzels. <laughs> Bring your own. All right. We are the Satellite Sisters. Okay. We have Entertaining Sisters coming up next. But first, uh, we want to thank a couple of sponsors. Thanks, Rothies. And then, Liz, we have. Okay. Those are a couple of bang up sponsors. Yeah. No, I know. We got the
0: good stuff here at <laughs> sure, Satellite Sisters. Sure. And all those uh, links are always in our show notes. If you're looking on your phone, you just swipe the cover art and it's right there. Or go to satellitesisters.com and we do a blog post for every episode and we put the uh, URLs in there too.
1: Thank you, Liz, for doing that. Um, You're welcome. I want to remind people that next week we'll be speaking to Maureen Cavanaugh. She is the author of If You Love Me. It's the memoir she wrote about her daughter's opioid addiction and how it affected her and her family and her daughter. And we're really looking forward to talking to Maureen. The memoir is compelling. It's readable. It's a valuable story that's important today. And we know it's touched the lives of people in the Satellite Sisters community, opioid addiction. And addiction has just touched a lot of families' lives. So we are looking forward to having Having Maureen on the show yesterday, I did post at the Facebook group just an open thread. If you wanted a specific question, if you wanted to ask Maureen a specific question, you can go ahead and put that there. Just go to the Facebook group and look for the book club post. Add it to that post, and we'll try to get um, we'll try to get to it when we speak to Maureen next week.
2: Yeah, she's just got a very candid and truthful account of what happened uh, with her daughter and, you know, how that impacted her relationship. It's really it's a good story. It's really
1: something. Yeah. Looking forward Mm -hmm. to that. Um, all right, entertaining sisters, Julie and I are doing two recaps. One's a mini recap of Poldark, and then the Madam Secretary recap, full blown. That posted mm-hmm. yesterday on Satellite Sisters Talk TV. Our recap of this week's Madam Secretary episode. A um, lot of good characters in this week's episode, Liz. Yes, I, oh, yeah. Really. This is that. This you definitely want to listen to
2: our recap. And you might even want to watch the show. Yeah, yeah that's uh, what I would say.
1: Well, I think you're going to want to watch the new Madam Secretary because we do discuss in depth the black bra controversy. I mean, it's yeah. over the top now. Mm-hmm. Why the Secretary of State is wearing a black bra under every white shirt she has? <laughs> I,
2: I mean, we spotted this last season, Liz.
1: We mm-hmm. brought we I brought know. it out.
2: We talked about it when no one else was yeah. was doing any truth telling on yeah. this issue. Is but there we, a message you,
0: in this? Is Taylor trying to say something? We don't know, Liz. Is it a third love sponsorship?
1: No. <laughs> We don't know. We don't know. Okay. All right. That's over at Satellite Sisters Talk TV. But the poll dark recap, we're gonna just post our random thoughts on the Facebook group. Julie, did you watch this week's poll dark? Yes, Leon.
2: And I have titled this week's episode, I Can't Take Anymore. <laughs> that's why that's how I feel. I can't take anymore, Leon. So much misery.
1: So much misery. Sad, sad, sad. That's what my notes say. Like every woman in the entire episode. It was just horrible. I mean, from every horrible life thing that could happen to you. It was horrible. It was sad. And it was a little tedious, I thought. (laughs) I I, I just thought, like, it's bad
2: enough. We're in Cornwall, you know, that it's cold. It's dark most of the time. But they went places with this episode. People were sobbing. Uh, it just, I it's just I you can't even watch it. I mean, I I just couldn't take it, Leanne. So that so just be prepared. If you haven't watched it yet, uh it's it's going to be a big bummer with a capital B. Uh, yeah.
0: Well that is quite a recommendation to sign right up for that. I've never watched Paul and I, I this is not the week I'm gonna jump no. in on that. I mean, if they okay.
1: if they lock Rowena up in that asylum, I am out. I cannot take that. I, I, I can't yes, take it. I mean, I can't that. I
2: don't know if I can take it. And, you know, I don't like scenes of dark minds. No. OK. And there's nothing. And of course, they have a mine in the story, Liz. Uh, that pole dark is supposed to be running, and there is nothing worse than a dark, than than just a plain dark mine is a dark wet mine. Yeah, and that's what we got this week. Okay, the mine floods. Oh, brother. Okay, I know. Yes. underwater, underground. It was I couldn't take it.
0: Okay, yeah. All right, I'm not going to take it either. All right, we're gonna. <laughs> We're going to post notes in the Facebook group. Well,
2: isn't that nice and cheery? So that's our recommendation (laughs) for Dark this week.
0: Let's do something more fun. Tell us about Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Leanne. Julia
1: Louis-Dreyfus this week was awarded the Mark Twain Prize for Comedy and at a special ceremony at the Kennedy Center for the Arts in Washington. And that's going to be broadcast in a couple weeks on PBS, so we'll keep you updated there. But Julia Louis-Dreyfus is literally the best at what she does. She is literally the best. She is the a number one woman in comedy. Like she's been on some of the most successful sitcoms Mm -hmm. of all time. She is fearless. She is unrelenting. Her characters are all slightly unlikable, which is why you love them even more. She does not care what people think of the characters. She brings it every time. So I was so happy to see, first of all, that she's healthy. You know, she was diagnosed last year. She won like her 800th Emmy award. Mm -hmm. I mean. It was. It was like her 12. That's some accurate reporting. Yeah, <laughs> I think it was yeah. 12 or 800. Yeah, I can't can remember Google it. So 12 Emmys, and then the next day she was diagnosed with breast cancer. Literally, she said that's how it happened. So she's been through some pretty traumatic treatments, but she's back on the set of Veep, where <laughs> that is just the darn funniest show ever.
0: I follow that on Twitter. It's just funny to see oh, the behind oh the scenes from gosh. the set
1: of Veep. What's going on there? I know. So uh, so she was honored for that. So she was she was there, and her. Jerry Seinfeld showed up and he gave he said it wasn't even acting. He said, first of all, I can't act, which was obvious. Yes. So I just loved Julia Louis-Dreyfus so much. And that was actually the part like she was my ex-girlfriend when we stayed in touch. But I loved her. So she just showed up and was wonderful and great and funny. For nine years, two hundred episodes, syndication, zillions of dollars, and that was good. I did not have to act at all because that was like one hundred percent the truth, and I, I absolutely love that. But I was just super happy to see that she was um, she was healthy and she was back. She looked glorious in the photos, and I think that would be a fun thing to watch on PBS when I can't wait to watch. It comes that. up, yeah, yeah. I mean, I just really, really love her. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, Safe for Work. Liz, you had an episode this week. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: So this week's, you know, I moonlight on this other podcast where I'm the co-host with Rico Galliano of a workplace advice show called Safe for Work. And this week's episode I thought would be particularly interesting to the Satellite Sisterhood because we interview the co-CEOs and best friends uh, who founded The Skim. Carly Zakin and Danielle Weisberg. And if you don't know the skim, it's like a new a daily news digest that they created. They were both NBC news producers and sitting on their couch one day just decided, let's start our own like newsletter yeah. about the news, but for women our age. So it's for millennial women, though they have a lot of other subscribers. They have seven million subscribers to the skim now. It's That's insane. Something. And the business is really just blowing up and I say, good for them. Yeah. So we have a really fun conversation. I'll put a link in the Satellite Sisters Facebook group uh, to this week's episode of Safe for Work and also in our show notes. I think you'll really enjoy it. They're, they're smart and fun to talk to. How old are they, Liz? Do you know? They're like in their early 30s now. Huh. I think they were 25-ish when they started the company. You know, and they they now have 75 employees. Oh, if we were only know. more
1: ambitious I know. But, <laughs> for them. But, are, but did
2: they
0: stay focused on millennials? They're not yes. expanding no. to uh, yeah. non-millennials
2: like ourselves? Yeah. No,
0: but if you read it, Julie, what's so interesting about the daily newsletter is that it's just news written in a fun, lively, very accessible way. Right. The reason they call it the skim is because they wanted it to be skimmable because they figured that's what people really do. But they wanted people to skim information about important stories, not just like the clickbait stories. So how do you make important, complicated things simple and skimmable? And they are fantastic at it. So I recommend the newsletter, but, but first, listen to Safe for Work and subscribe to that.
1: Fantastic. All right. Uh, we would like to thank Sergio Enriquez, our engineer, and we'd also like to thank our sponsors for this week. Is that it? Did I get that right? We're yeah. We're wrapping it up? Okay. <laughs> Something I forgot. Huh? Uh, that seems like enough. No, yeah. oh, There's so many beverages, so many <laughs> snacks. So much. woo! Uh, banana bread. We had covered it all. So we would like to thank Ritual. We'd like to thank Rothy's. We'd like to thank Molecule. And we'd like to thank Third Love for supporting Women's Voices on the Air. We really appreciate your support. Mm-hmm. And thanks, Satellite Sisters listeners, for supporting the people who support us. All right. Time for our to-do list. Uh, Julie, let's go to you because I think you literally have to run out the door right now. Is I, that I know. Correct? I'm a little
2: worried. I have a black diamond urban nana assignment going on right now. Mm-hmm. I'm into my uh, son and daughter-in-law are on separate business trips out of Dallas. So that means today I have three grandchildren, one dog. I have four different after-school activities. I got to get people to, I have homework and dinner, bed and bath. And I have to say, I'm a little, I I'm gearing up for this. I've got to be really focused or it's not gonna work. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna mm-hmm. So this is this is I'm digging deep as an urban Nana to get this assignment done today because I'm going places where I don't think any Nana has done, gone in mm-hmm. terms of trying to get all the children to the right places
0: and back home again. So You know what would help Homer. you? You know what would help? Well yard sign. <laughs> You know, as as the show
2: was going on, I was thinking it would have been so cute if I had a little yard sign. And every time I show up for duty when I have these overnight assignments, I could come and put my yard sign in
0: front of
1: their house. I'd love that. That's what I was thinking. Okay. Yeah. You know what, Julie? On My to-do list is win $1.6 billion. (laughs) So when I win the lottery tonight, I'll buy you a yard sign. (laughs) I'm going to buy you. I'm going to buy you a yard full of yard signs. This could
0: be the last time we're ever podcasting together then, because when you lock down that 1.6 bill, I'm
1: guessing mm, you're going to trim some things from your schedule. I'll be honest. Yeah, I'm out. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, mean, this has been great, but, you know, when you win 1.5 billion, you're going to be busy. Yeah. Like figuring out. There's a lot of logistics. How kind of to give it away to your family? All those wheelbarrows of money that are going to come to the house and then the wheelbarrows that are going to go to the taxes and then where else do I roll the wheelbarrows? So, sure. Okay. Yeah. I actually didn't have family slotted. I mean, I'm going to get Monica a new roof. I mean, because I can't hear her talk about a roof anymore. I'm kidding, Monica. I am going to get you a new roof. I don't mind listening to you talk about your roof. Uh, so but other than that yeah so i'm i'm pretty set to win that 1.6 billion dollars i'm happy okay. for you yeah did and you buy a ticket there's no
2: one that deserves it more there actually are but uh, if that if that's the way you feel good luck yeah
0: liz did you buy a ticket i didn't you know i was at pavilions the other night and there was just a long line in front of the machine i, I don't know liz, i figured you, you, you give gotta me get some in money it to
2: win i have a ticket you do? my tickets from west texas
0: so i know i'm going to win yeah Okay, I still have time to get in under the wire. I know you gotta be in a win it. No, my to-do list, I you know, I've mainly been focused on my uh weak right butt cheek. Yeah. So just I'm um, <laughs> back at the physical therapy. I gotta say, those exercises they gave me, they're really working. So thank you, physical therapist. Uh I've been really trying to be conscientious about doing them every day. My only problem, as I mentioned last week, is when I'm laying on the floor doing my clamshells. Hooper will not stop licking my face.
1: Uh, But that's okay. Other than that, good. Okay, well, maybe I'll see you next week. Maybe I won't. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We'll read about it in the paper. (laughs) Wouldn't it be great, though? That's why people buy the ticket. Like for that one hour, you're like, oh, my gosh, what if I won $1.5 billion?
0: It's a cheap thrill just to think about it. It is. And, you
1: know, you might as well just buy one because your odds aren't increased by buying five. Like, it doesn't really matter. Mm -hmm. We're talking about the lottery again. I know we have to wrap up the show. (laughs) No, it's okay. (laughs) I just. just It's our last ever podcast. (laughs) Okay. <laughs> Farewell.
0: Remember, go to satellitesisters.com for all of our show notes and for the blog post that's specifically about the new merch at the store. You're going to have some fun. You could spend, you could drop a
1: billion there easy. <laughs> <laughs> We're the Satellite Sisters. Don't forget, call your Satellite Sisters.